My name is Derek Hunt. I'm the head football coach at Maribel High School, and you're listening to the No Playbook Podcast. All right. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. It's the podcast where we talk with the outstanding athletes, coaches, and experts that help to make sports and fitness such an important part of life here in the Southeast. Folks that listen to this podcast know that I graduated from Miraville High School, one of the best high school football programs in the country over the past 20 plus years. So I really wanted to have the current head coach on the show. Uh, by the way, if you are from Miraville, you're listening to this just to hear uh, Coach Hunt. I want to let you know, I actually had a uh, stellar athlete from Miraville. Uh, Amanda Mack is her name, volleyball player. She was on the podcast a few months ago. So uh, if you'd like to hear that interview, please go back, check it out. It was a great chat. Uh, now, the football coach, it's Derek Hunt, and we've actually known each other for uh, quite a long time. One of Derek's best friends growing up uh, is my brother-in-law. So we dive deep into the football season with the Rebels, all that kind of stuff. But I also talk with him about a story that I heard from my brother-in-law from when they were in the seventh grade. You might think you know Coach Hunt, but uh, I think this story might help give you a little more insight into what kind of a dude he is. Um, I actually moved to Maryville in uh, 97, and since then, the Rebels have won 14 state championships. So we talk about uh, just what it's like to coach under that kind of pressure to be the best every year. We talk about reloading after the team lost 17 starters last season, uh, and we even play a fun uh, speed round, basically just going over some superlatives with some of his uh, current players. We get to that interview right after this. Sit tight. Recruit Me puts the recruiting process in your hands. Most student athletes wait for college coaches to discover them, but coaches are busy and don't always have the time to find them. Recruit Me allows you to build an online profile to share directly with college coaches and is designed to help you enter all of the information coaches want to see. Your stats, your highlight videos, your academic information, your social links, and more. Plus, our team is here to make sure that your profile stands out with personalized suggestions. With over 25,000 coaches in our database, our premium plan gives you access to D1, D2, D3, and NAIA coaches across the country, and more importantly, gives them access to you. Enter your schedule of games and tournaments to let coaches know when and where you're playing so they can come out and watch you shine. Then communicate with interested coaches via our chat feature. When it comes to recruiting, don't make coaches research you. Do the work for them. Get started today at the Recruit Me app, on the web, and in the app stores. At D1 Training, what we do is in our name. Our D1 athletes become D1 athletes. Whether it's Los Angeles Angels pitcher Ben Joyce, high school soccer national MVP Brindley Murphy, or first-round NFL draft pick Cole Strange, we help all athletes reach their full potential. Five-star training system comes straight from D1 strength and conditioning programs, and D1 has trained over 2,000 professional athletes. Many of them started as young as seven years old. Check out D1Training.com to learn more about their facilities in Hardin Valley and Sevierville, and coming very soon to Maryville and the Tri Cities. What's the season starts? Yeah, um, you know it's just full speed ahead. You know the you know the drill. Right on. Hey, so I actually was uh, I was with Ryan this weekend. Yep. And so I said, you know, I've got Derek coming on the show. I said I need you to tell me, just tell me some great story about Derek. He was like trying to rack his brain to come up with something that would be in the embarrassing realm. But I love that what he still, even what he shared was he's like, so here's, here's a story. And Derek will probably remember it. 
uh, I think he said seventh grade. You're at Ryan's house, uh, staying overnight. And what's what's funny about that is about that age. I'm sure I was probably there too because I was over visiting Lauren all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, uh, and and of course they're, you know, we could be on different wings of the house and nobody would see. But he says that somebody from up the street TP'd the risers. And then they decided they were going to like seek their revenge or whatever. Do you remember this story? Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, what's, what's good is that Ryan was basically like, even then Derek was kind of above that. He was like, he, he didn't want to be a part of the revenge. Uh, so he was kind of hanging back and he's like, and I still remember him running up the street to, to tell us and warn us that I guess Ryan's mom was coming yeah <laughs> so so i guess you saved the day to keep them from trouble but even um, still back then like derek was the uh the guy keeping people out of trouble that's funny man i remember it yeah she had warned us not to go out and do anything of course you know right. um, we're staying above the garage so it's not like it's not like there's an alarm going off when we left so i did i hung back at the house when they went up there and then Oh, wow. You didn't even go with them. I see. I saw the lights uh, of her car come on. And so I took off. That's funny, man. I can't believe he remembers that. I remember screaming, screaming at him that mom was on the way. So everybody just vanished, you know? Yeah. That was was fun. That's great, man. You you saved the day back then. So uh, thank you, Derek Hunt, for joining me on the show. I wanted to dive in with some football stuff. And when I look at the numbers, I may have misread this, but I I think I saw you lost 17 starters. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. From last year. How do you, how do you, how do you reload after that? Well, you know, and here's the thing at Maryville, you're always losing quite a bit of starters because we play a lot of upperclassmen. You know, we, we're not the type of team to go recruit guys to transfer in. I mean, recruiting's illegal. That'll mm-hmm. be, it happens everywhere now. Um, you know, but it's, we're, we don't go, we don't go get transfers, you know, and, and if somebody comes to Maryville, it's because their families moved to Maryville. A lot of times it happens in second grade, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't know that they're not from Maryville by the time they get to us. So we're playing, we're developing kids and we're playing a lot of juniors and seniors. Now, I mean, a freshman or sophomore won't start for us because if they're the best, they'll play. Yeah, absolutely. But just typically play a lot of older guys. So we're, we're used to losing eight to 14, but 17 a lot. We've not lost that many since I've been around. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things I saw you say from last season was that it took you a long time for the team to, like, find its identity last season. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this year, starting so many new faces, is it going to be even more difficult? Or how do you find that identity quicker? No, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, we kind of had a good idea in the offseason that, you know, at the end of the day in high school, you got to – you got to – change with your players because like it's not like college where you can say all right here's our system let's recruit to get this type of quarterback or this type of receiver you know you just you got who you got so um you have to adjust a little bit schematically every year to fit who your players are who your best players are and what you have up front and what you may not have up front so we've adjusted to what we feel like gives us the best chance but I mean like we're already first game of the year we lose our starting running back starting linebacker the same player gage Ledoux to a broken leg so all of a sudden you know, house of cards falls, falls down and we're building it back together again. And, you know, but we're more than one guy, you know, at Maryville and always have been. We're all, Maryville's so much bigger than one coach or one player. And 
next guy up, Bryce Davis, stepped in and rushed for 110 yards Friday night. So um, had a great night. That's great. I, I was uh, I follow Maryville football on uh, Instagram, and I saw some videos about that. That was pretty cool. One of the so from where I live, we can hear the band. So that's always great. Even yeah. if, you know, we're not going to games. Um, my oldest is 13 now. So he's, he's, he and his buddies love, uh, love to go to games, but I just love, even if I'm cooking out on a Friday night in the fall, we can hear the band and that just kind of brings a cool. Yeah. That's Friday night, Maryville high school. And, and of course, Ryan can tell you, it's just special. It's just, it's different than when you go other places. I'm sure there's some places in Tennessee that have that small town feel, even though Maryville's growing, you know, it still kind of feels like Mayberry on some Friday nights and where the town shuts down a little bit and everybody shows up and there's been people that have been going for 50 years on every Friday night to a Merrill game. So it's got a great community feel and the support is still there. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this about me. I moved to Maryville in the 11th grade. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was tough. Um, but <laughs> the, the school I came from in North Carolina, like I couldn't have cared less about football. So it was a real, this was in 97. So it was really interesting to see. Cause even my first year here, we went to state that's, we lost to Pearl Cone, the John yep. Henderson team. Yep. And, but since I've been here, there was one 14, I think championships. Probably. So, what is yeah. that like to coach a program like that, where it's kind of just excellence is expected? Yeah. Well, that's what you, I mean, you want to be a part of every coach would, would love to have the opportunity to, to be a part of a program like that. And, you know, obviously um, there's some pressure that comes with that. Uh, the expectation to win every game and to win state every year. And, you know, I feel like East Tennessee and, and really Tennessee in general, the football has gotten so much better, even in the last five to 10 years. Um, it's so much better than when Ryan and I played. Um, you know, we were playing in the 4A division then. There was only five divisions total. I think in 2010, I think 2010 or 11 was our first year in, in 6A or the big 32, they called it then. Now we've been in 6A ever since. And, man, it has gotten so competitive with the, the Oaklands of the world and Ravenwood and Whitehaven. And then now the resurgence of East Tennessee teams as like Bearden and Bradley as kids move around. And that's what I think that's the future. Honestly, it's not going to go backwards. We're going to see, you know, some superstar teams in Knoxville you know, Chattanooga area, you know, and Upper East maybe even. So there's a lot of pressure. Um, it's not getting any easier, that's for sure, but it's still a heck of a lot of fun. Do you think NIL plays a part of that at all? 1,000%, yeah. Unfortunately, yes, in high school. Yeah. So uh, with you saying, unfortunately, does uh, high school NIL um, overcook your grits a little bit? Well, so here's the problem, and this is what happened in the college game too. You know, NIL, I think – at its essence, at its core, is a good thing. It allows an amateur athlete, which was a high school athlete, to make money on his name, image, and likeness. So if if, if D1 Sports wanted to work a deal with uh, Noah Vaughn, you know, to come up there and shoot a bit for them or post something, and you're working directly with Noah Vaughn, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's it's not meant for Maryville High School or any other high school to have a third party agent or collective contract or whatever in a pool of money to go call Joe Smith, who's um, the best player, going to be a junior or senior at a 3A for any school, doesn't matter, to, to convince him, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars a month to move, quote unquote, 
whether he does or not, into our area and play football for us. And, you know, it's not that's not what high school football is all about. Um, it's about hometown rivalries and playing with your kids, the, your friends. And obviously people move around. That's part of it. Maribel's had their share of people moving into Maribel. But to me, it's like Coach Eddie Courtney at Farragut said this early in the year when he was asked at Media Day about it. You know, he said, if a family's willing to move into our community and be a part of our community, you know, that's different. Um, but for a high school to be paying kids to come play for them, in my opinion, is is really bad. You know, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, um, I think it's something that could only even get worse. There's not much good that can come from it. However, NIL at its core was not meant that way. And so I don't think NIL is bad. And that's a lot of coaches call it. This is not rocket science. College coaches have said this. The best ones in SEC have said NIL is meant for this. It's not meant for us to go pay them to, to recruit. But with the loopholes you have and the liability and, you know, um, the lawsuits, there's really no way around it. People are going to do it. And unless you've got the power like the FBI to go investigate, you may never know about it. Yeah. I think in college we're headed to where the NCAA isn't even a part of it. Yeah. Maybe eventually yeah. high school though, you know, it's great. Like you mentioned D one, like it's, it's great for us. We have lots yeah. of another Maryville athlete, uh, Amanda Mack yeah. volleyball player. So yeah. she's been coming and working out with us for a long time and she'll, you know, just post, and stuff so i think something like that is great because somebody like amanda doesn't have time to have a after-school job yeah that's that's what it's meant for it's it's meant for you know a really good local player to benefit from the fact that they're working hard on their craft and you know they may they may partner up with a d1 or a local restaurant chain or whatever the case may be and you know and it's 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 a and it's a fair deal it's not like d1's not going to go give Amanda Mack or Noah Vaughn or whoever a hundred thousand dollar contract to promote D one. It financially doesn't make sense, but when high schools who have a lot of money and donors and sponsors can collect hundreds of thousands of dollars to do whatever they want to with, I mean, it turns into free agency and what 15, 16, 17 year old, you know, wouldn't turn is going to say no to that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't think it's healthy. And I think there's a lot of coaches that agree with that, but, we don't have the answer to how to fix it or stop it. I mean, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. So, I mean, I know Maribel's not involved in it and, and I hope is not uh, in any way, shape or form, but I hope our kids take advantage of what they can on their own if they're approached and reached out to. Yeah. So one of the things I do for UT is I go speak to a class every semester. That's all athletes uh, about how to handle themselves in an NIL world. Cool. Um, And it's actually an NIL class, but, I come in to talk about from the business perspective and it's funny the looks on their faces when uh, I tell them stuff like, Hey, listen, uh, you're not being hired because um, I told this to Joe Milton. I said, if you're being hired by somebody for NIL, it's not because of a, they're your fan. Um, It's they might be a fan, but if they're hiring you, it's because they think you're going to bring them an ROI. So you're, you're at work when you're going to do stuff. If you're going to do something, percent wherever it is. So kind of talking to them about how to, you know, conduct themselves uh, like they would if they were going to work at whatever CVS after school. So um, it's a for-profit business. (laughs) Exactly. And RO, you know, return on investment is what these guys are, you know, a a company is looking for when they hire you. Yeah. Um, What, what are your like coaching aspirations? Do you have visions of 
you know, following in Coral's footsteps or, you know, are you a high school guy? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, so that's something that I've thought a lot about the last seven years. You know, it's, you know, I took over, I got promoted at Maribel High School when Coach Corals left and I was 26 at the time. And so, I, you know, at that time, I, listen, I was happy being his assistant for a, my whole career. I was kind of hoping he would stay there. And, but, you know, I think everybody knew, you know, he had passed down some opportunities and this one came along and it was kind of perfect for him and was super happy for him, yet sad at the same time. Um, when I took over, Casey, I think my aspirations were, well, I want to be at Maribel, you know, and then when you have success early, it's like, well, maybe, um, maybe I will be in college one day. And the, the, uh, I guess the, the pride in me thought, yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to try that. Um, you know, and you have opportunities each year. If you have success at a program like Maribel, you're going to then fill in the blank name. Mm-hmm. I just, then I started having kids. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and I've, fortunately, the relationship I have with Coach Quarles, you get to be around college program a lot in off season and talk to him, you know, weekly or biweekly. And, and as you, when you're at Maribel a long time, a lot of the same schools come in and recruit, you get to know those coaches really well. You get to you know, talk to those guys about their experiences and their life. And you get to, I mean, you're, I'm friends with a lot of the coaches that recruit Maribel. And a lot of times they're coming in with different colored shirts on, you know, um, they're with one school one year and they're not somewhere new the next. And I think I've learned a lot from that. And I, and what I've learned is I think I'm a high school guy. I don't think I have any aspirations of being in the college game. And, you know, maybe when my kids are, um, are, grown up you know and i'm bored at the house who knows (laughs) what will college football be like then if it's this way now but uh no i think i'm i think i'm a high school coach yeah yeah that's funny how that's just kind of a mentality um and i i i also picked a career i wanted to be casey Kasem. i don't know if you remember casey Kasem. oh yeah okay um and i wanted to be halfway there already well, the thing, so I worked for Star 102.1 and I, I, I had this career and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. But then I watched the the people that were also kind of adjacent to me in, in the radio career and they start bouncing around. Oh, great. I got to promote, you know, I, I get to go to Sacramento or Indianapolis, <laughs> which these are technically promotions, but I'm, I'm just kind of like you, I'm kind of a hometown guy and, you know, I just want to stay here with my kids. And um, so I kind of realized that wasn't really the trajectory that I wanted for my life, even though the job was cool. Um, so it's just a, a mentality that you, I guess, grow up with. And uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell me one, I ask everybody this one big sports memory for you, and it can be either as an athlete, a coach or a spectator. Wow. Um, well, you know, my whole life's, <laughs> kind of been the Maryville high school theme. So uh, let me, let me connect three memories for you that kind of tie sure. on the same one. I, I remember being at the state championship game when I was a kid, my dad drove me down there. We, and my dad took me to all the Maryville games growing up. I remember being there when Pearl Cone beat us in the championship game, your first year at Maryville. It was but I snowing being, that day too, I think. It was snowing. It was awful cold. Henderson was a monster. Yeah. Um, I, the next year we won it. Um, you know, and, and that was 97, we lost in 98, the next year we won it. And um, we won it convincingly. It wasn't a nice weather day 
that day either. Um, I remember my dad, we were sitting there and I'm, I'm ready. The game's over. I'm freezing. I'm ready to go. And my dad said, Hey, you know, you know, we're going to stay and watch the celebration because this doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. And he was a Marvel grad as well. So, uh, I'll never forget that because just that, that comment, this doesn't happen very often. And lo and behold, it happens a lot more in the next few years. Uh, little did we know, um, you know, fast forward to my, um, to my junior year and we win state championship. Well, we're sophomore, junior and senior, but my first year as a starter, as a junior, you know, we win state championship and just having that moment with my family after the game. And it's like, this is kind of what I dreamed of as a kid growing up, going to all the Merrill games. And here I am, um, my, my senior, my junior and senior year. And, you know, my teammates, I just, we had such a great senior class my senior year it's so special and ryan and you know we have all kinds of stories about going out to eat on thursday nights and it was so much fun we just we just had a blast and then fast forward to my first year as head coach and we win state that year and i remember walking off the field and my dad's walking up to me and i just lost it you know i was Mm. i don't i can count on one hand the number of times i've cried in the last 20 years i wish i cried more i just can't i just i can't work the emotions up inside of me when i saw my dad you know, I was 26 or seven and we won state head coach at Maryville. That was a dream of mine. And it started from when he took me to the state championship game in 96 and 97 and 98. And so I just lost it. You know, I, I remember him thinking, what's going on? You know, and I was just mm-hmm. beside myself, happy, emotional, yeah. because all those dots had kind of connected. And I'll never forget that, the feeling and um you know, certainly won it again in 19, and that was super special. Probably one of the best teams we've ever had at Maryville. But for some reason, that first one just hits a little bit different. Oh, I bet. I absolutely bet. That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, you just really quick, I want to tell you what I thought of when you mentioned wanting to cry more. Um, <laughs> no, really, the the one thing that I love every year watching is the Jim Valvano speech. Mm-hmm. And in it, he talks about every day uh it, it's a great day if you what does he say you 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 laugh you learn and you you cry it's something basically like that and he includes crying and i'm like every day you cry i know that's intense and he's like that's yeah. when you know it's a great day but that's right. it, it was a great speech but very cool stuff yeah you get i get chills every time i i hear that one yeah yeah uh so i got a quick speed round for you let's do it it's about a lot of these are about kids on your team currently fantastic so Funniest player on the team right now. Funniest player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. Probably, uh, probably Blake Heckman. He's got a great personality. Big, big, big right tackle. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. What about man. funniest teammate when you were at Maribel? Taylor Aikens takes the cakes. Not even close. Oh my gosh, I should have known that. Yeah, yeah, not even close. He was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, who's going to have the longest playing career of your players now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Assuming Gage's leg heals per- perfectly. Yeah, he'll heal back up. He'll heal back up for sure. And, and we'll be a, we'll be a force, no pun intended uh, at the mm-hmm. college level. Um, man, Blake Heckman has all the tools. You know, he's big, you know, linemen typically can go further. Just he, he has things you can't coach, which is size. And so uh, he has all the tools and athleticism to play for a long time. So maybe him. I think there's others, too, that we probably don't even know about that will have a chance to, to play even longer. Yeah. Who would make a great coach on the team now? Uh, Casey Cobble would make a great coach. His dad's a coach. Graham Coulter. Both are quarterbacks. 
you know, really smart, intelligent kids. Um, and they understand Nolan White, another coach's kid. Those three right there uh, would make fantastic coaches. Now, who on the team could best talk their way out of a speeding ticket? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, uh, okay, so probably, probably uh, Hutton Jones. He's got the most charisma and poise under pressure. Uh, he would, uh, and I don't think he speeds though. But if if push come to shove, I would see him doing it the right way. Respect, right class, all the, he checks all the boxes. Yeah, it's great. Uh, now for you, favorite football movie? I uh, remember the Titans. Yeah, it's to me, it's a no brainer. And what is your go to music when you're uh, like preparing for a big game? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I listen to everything, uh, but minus rap, um, not anymore. I, you know, more country probably than anything. But my, my favorite bands need to breathe, and I probably listen to them more than any other band. It's not even – yeah, that's – need to breathe is my go-to. I've, they've got like eight albums I like, and so I can mix that up and be perfectly happy. Gotcha. Well, Derek Hunt, thank you so much for taking the time, buddy. Best of luck this season, and we'll talk soon. Man, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the show. Thanks again to Derek Hunt for joining me in the podcast. Please go rate and review the podcast and subscribe. Uh, also on YouTube, if you want to check that out. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at NoPlaybookPod.